if creators are selling their videos as NFTs, then like that's an important form of monetization. But the second oh reason is- Oh my God. YouTube is doing that? So you can now sell your videos as an NFT hyperlink? That's wild. That like that is that is gonna change the dynamics so much. And of course everyone's gonna buy into this. How could you not? Are you gonna be the one fool who sits by and it's like, oh yeah, guess what? H Bomber guy just uh, turned that feature on. And then all of a sudden it's like and, and he made like six hundred extra bucks from that. And then everyone's gonna be like, Oh, okay, well then yeah. Welcome to the grift, Bitcoin bros. You can buy all my videos. On top of which, that will create such a massive influx of people buying into NFTs and the entire cryptocurrency ecosystem. That'll, that'll be like a flood out of nowhere on a massive scale. Dan Olson selling into his NFT video as an NFT. Imagine. And he might do it because it's like a, you, you could potentially make like $10,000 if you do that. You're like, oh, really? Oh, OK. I just have to push one button on my computer and I make a whole bunch of money. Yeah, this is this is Web 3.0 happening before your very eyes. Because I have a lot of beefs with YouTube. I am technically a YouTube contract employee. I technically run a worker cooperative through YouTube shared between myself, Kyle and Olive. And uh, we, we have this worker co-op that we have in our YouTube channels. And I'm also, uh, you know, a little upset with the way YouTube handles a lot of what they do, including censorship, including the unrecognition of the YouTube union, of which I'm also a part of, FairTube. Yes, if you haven't joined, join. The more people who join, the more mighty we become. If we can get a whole bunch of people to join, like millions, maybe then, maybe then they'll cave to our demands. So please, join the FairTube union today. Um, but I'm, I'm curious what this, this is all about. If it's, uh, if it's awful, because it's the number six video on the entire channel, or sorry, on the entire network, then I can change gears. Go as unexpected ways. All right, we'll talk about dislikes. All right, you don't have to push me yeah, too hard. Yeah, sure. I will that sometimes we get it wrong. Like we had no idea that the rewind video in 2018 was gonna go badly. Like you watch that and you're like, not bad. Yeah. NFT. I do have, have a few. I also have one. It's called <laughs> Goose Ass. Okay. If I'm wrong, you have to buy the Goose Ass for me for $1,000. There's drama with Zach Bussey. If you notice that your VODs are unpublished, the new audio warning system is likely the reason. You can disable it, copyright audio warnings, if you don't want protection here, but keep in mind you risk real DMCA takedowns. Twitch is now updating how they communicate DMCAs. This includes sending you a notification on Twitch, emailing you details about the DMCA, linking VODs are unassociated, unpublishing the VODs. Oh, I would never turn that off. I'll be honest with you, I love that feature. I love, like, I, we live in, a, a, you know, a, a society. I, I love that Twitch's workaround for people getting dim cud used to be that they will just mute the audio. So it'll, it'll just blank the audio out. So that's totally fine with me because I don't know when you apply it and I don't know when you want to apply it. And it kind of makes it safer for the streamer, uh, you know, the workers uh, uh, of uh, the content production side uh, who uh, who may be constantly worried about getting that strike. So I don't I wouldn't ever turn off the auto mute. Like, go ahead and mute it. I would rather mute than DMCA. Add Chico to the co-op. No, he would destroy it. He's he's not responsible, though. OK, you good to go. I'm nervous for this a really? little bit. Yeah. Are you nervous? You don't do content a lot. Uh, I'm not too nervous. Okay. I, I think this is going to be fun. Am I threatening or non-threatening? Not very threatening. <laughs> okay, not right. very threatening. All right. That's a shame. I could never be the CEO of YouTube then. That's not like, <laughs> that's not actually what is important in being the CEO of YouTube. What is the that most important factor? Well, I'd say knowing how to build a great platform. Yeah, that's and fair. 
Yeah. <laughs> like making your company good. Yeah. Oh, making wow. it good. Making the product so good. So not just fear. <laughs> no, All that right. definitely that doesn't help with I anything. I have to restructure my company. <laughs> we are equal, both CEOs. Mm -hmm. are, is that your? Is there like another secret title you have? Like you know how like, you often have multiple titles, but like you introduce as one. Like I'm CEO and also secretary. Uh. No, I'm just CEO. It's fair. It's all right. It's hard to do both. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what do you do as secretary? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Okay. It's just for tax purposes that you have to have a secretary. Oh, okay. And we okay. Just don't have one. You have to probably file notes. Yeah. 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 I have to do the <laughs> meetings minutes. Uh, well, anyway, welcome Susan to um, the yard set. At least, not really the podcast. Why are you here? Can I ask? Well, you invited me yeah, to be here. But and why did you accept? <laughs> like, I feel oh. like there should be 15 layers of people who are like, bad idea, bad idea, bad idea, bad idea, and then you're like, yeah, you're right. Well, actually, what happened was on, oh. you tweeted on you tweeted it, and my team said, "Why don't you write something like let's talk about it?'" Mm -hmm. I was like, "No, this seems awesome. I want to be on the show." So yeah. I just wrote back, "Yeah, seems like fun." Yeah. And then afterwards, they were all surprised. They were like, "That's all. That's all we were recommending." Yeah. <laughs> Is that how? Like, okay. Did you watch the yard after sending that tweet? Have you seen any of it? Um, I have seen some. See, you, you saw my phone. You okay. looked at my phone it and you saw exciting. that it was it was open to it. You had my video open and then the recommended yeah. was also my. Okay, so I'm sure if you love Ludwig, and I don't really know much about Ludwig. I just know he was like a streamer uh, and he uh, left. I guess you would probably enjoy the the small talk, but I, I'm not familiar with him. So I'm going to skip ahead. <laughs> I just say I watch a lot of YouTube. Okay, all right. So, and NFTs? I watch a lot of different kinds of YouTube. Okay, but, you know, it's is funny this, because people ask. It's mostly small talk. I'm going to go to the, yeah, the meat. Okay, right? let's get to salary. Let's hear about my future, my financial future. You, okay, you yeah, I don't know if you've seen this. This is number six Illuminati on um, on trending right now. Uh, apparently, it's uh, it's pretty intense. Uh, the the CEO of YouTube went for a all holds barred question anything, and apparently, I didn't know until right now that YouTube isn't going to be getting NFTs. That's fucked up. We are both equal CEOs mm -hmm. and the same. Mm -hmm. You happen to run a few more employees. Is it what is what what can you teach me, nubile boss, about what it is to be a boss? I'll give you an example. I make up all the salaries I give out. How do you find a number to pay someone? I just make it up. Okay, well, we don't do that. <laughs> what do you, you don't just like pick a number? Uh, no, we can't. First of all, when you run a company with uh -huh. thousands of employees, especially, you have thousands. Yeah, of course. Okay, nice. Thousands, thousands. I'm at yes. thirteen. Okay, well, there. That's that's good. Getting I mean, there. it's growing, growing, yes. growing business. I mean, yes. small small businesses make up most of the economy. We're so. growers. So that's good. Uh, but yeah, when you run a big company, you can't just randomly pay people. I mean, I wanted to watch this. So see you go over this win. Oh, nice. Good timing. Analytics who go through and make sure that we're paying everyone fairly mm -hmm. and uh, right. Because we and, and competitively. And so, yeah. yes, we, we work really hard to make sure we pay everyone fairly. So it's not just made up. You have like algorithms that figure it out. Can you send them to me or something? Because <laughs> I, what I do is like, I, I need a video person. And I'm like, how much do they pay video people? And then I look at like Glassdoor and I'm like, maybe somewhere in there is fine. Well, the, the oh, essence is it hey. has to be competitive, right? It no, uh, shout out to Ludwig there. And, and I know you're going to be like, oh, that's you goddamn capitalist. But I was like, honestly, people underpay, especially freelance artists or just their employees, a lot in film and television all the time. I know that because I was uh, like a freelance artist in film and television for a long time before I worked for a company full time. And like, yeah, it's, it's, it's cut through. There's so many people who get out of film school and they get out of film school and they've got these fancy degrees with tons of money. They get into the industry and it's like, oh, yeah, well, if you want to work, you got to work for years at the very bottom, get barely any pay. And you'll, you'll struggle to pay rent, eat and pay off your student debts at the same time. Or you can go do some independent work and see if you can find some jobs online like every other person who's doing the exact same thing as you trying to work online to make ends meet. And so they're just pitting them against each other and then enter the world and global markets. And then you've got people in Pakistan who will do the exact same job for like a quarter 
quarter the price. So, of course, every company is like, oh, yeah, I just go on fucking Fiverr or people per hour and do that. Yeah. And I say that guiltily as someone who worked for a company that asked me to do that. They were like, can you find editors? I was like, yep. They're like, can you get editors on people per hour specifically because we'll be able to hire someone in Pakistan? I was like, oh, I was like, don't feel guilty about this. At the end of the day, the people you're hiring, you're giving them jobs so that they wouldn't have had an editing job if it wasn't for that. I was like, yeah, the whole thing feels real greasy, though. So uh, for Ludwig to be like, I go on Glassdoor, which shows you what comparable salaries are for a certain field and like, I will pay you an adequate pay. That's good. It's usually a lot higher than you think it is. It's like you're like, what is it going to be like $15 an hour, $20 an hour? And it's like, no, it's like 35 to 60 to 100, depending on the job. Um, this is it's incredible how underpaid freelancers are. Yeah, just in general. It's it's nuts. Has to be mm -hmm. enough. That Anyone who's non union labor in the media gets shafted. Yep. With you. Right. But, Hagbard um, is we correct. We also do cash and equity stock. I don't know. Do you do stock? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> <We're not that's... laughs> so they get like Google stock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's badass. I don't. Alphabet think... stock, actually. Right. Okay. Of course. My yes. bad. How Amazon. much? Yeah. That's that's pretty. Yeah. I get it. And then you're just able to. You just can give them so much. I just make up a number. I guess I could also give them stock of me. Like, is that how it works? I've never. Stock of your company, uh, yeah, yeah, you could. I mean, well, you could have profit sharing. That would oh, be one way. Ew. <laughs> and they also get the profit? <laughs> I mean, you could. That's... I take back everything I said that was nice about Ludwig there. Okay, everything. Every single word of it. It's all, I rescind it all. Everything. It's gone. It never happened. Oh. Yeah, that, that's essentially what equity is. It... Zipper, no. No okay. shaz. Don't even worry. Don't even listen to what you say in here. Yeah, <laughs> he's grumbling in the back. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. What? Okay, what are some boss things, other boss things that I should learn? Because you're like a badass boss. Mm. So first of all, just, you know, I joined Google actually as employee 16. So I don't know if you knew Wait, that. Wait, Google? Yes. Like in 1995? Mm. In 1998, actually. That's but like what they do in cartoons. Like they go back in time and they go to Google when it started. But you literally just lived that life. Yeah, wow. I lived that, that life. Um, and okay. actually, I don't know if you know this, but Google started in my house. I did so know this kind of. This is, this is actually pretty How familiar, actually, the outside you of our house. Asking. Similar in color here. It was, it was very, it really was. It was similar to this with a white trim yeah. the outside. Yeah, it was, we were a little more purple, a little more teal in it, sure. but yeah. That's insane. And then you just stayed with Google. At the start, you must have been like, this is. You probably knew because you have forensic analysts mm -hmm. that it was going to go bad. Mm -hmm. what, like, how does that work? Are you guys like in the room sweating when it's about to be released? Like, how is it going to be received? So, uh, first of all, we, we do try to understand when we release any new feature, mm -hmm. whether or not it's going to go well or not. And I will say that sometimes we get it wrong. So there are times where there's something we're super stressed about and then the community is like, oh, that's not a big deal. Or there are times that we release something um, like we had no idea that the rewind video in 2018 was going to go badly. Like wait, wait, no one? idea. The, oh, the most, the most, yeah, yeah, the yeah. most disliked <laughs> yeah. video on the internet. Yeah, you guys got um, boomed. Yeah, on that one. Yeah, that was so, tough. Yeah, that. So we so and we had no idea. We, yeah. we didn't like. It wasn't like we thought it was going to go badly. So like you watched that and you're like, not bad. Yeah, I looked and it was like, oh, that's okay. Yeah, and then it came out and everyone was like, it's <laughs> terrible. And you're like, oh, that's tough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's rewind time. Yeah, if I control rewind, I would want Fortnite and Marquez Brownlee. <laughs> is this what you wanted? You know who I would have asked for? <laughs> Quit horsing around. Hold on, hold on. I need to participate. I want to do my part. I, I, I want to be a part of the memes. <laughs> Play me some of that jumping music. Okay. You said jumping music? Jumping music. Oh, wow, I didn't know how bad. I've never seen this before. I just didn't care. 
give it a thank you? Is this Marcus? Quiero Eliza. So guys, apparently we control Rewind this year. Is that like the mukbang side of YouTube, I assume? This doesn't surprise me in the least that this is the most downvoted video in history. It's like, it's painful and it's really corporate and shitty, but it's not like, it's not the worst video I've ever seen, I'll be honest. What are you watching? This is the most down video, apparently the most downvoted video in history. And I don't recognize, I'm I'm so old, I don't recognize these people. I, I recognize Ninja, obviously. I know Ninja. I, I've heard of Will Smith. Uh, something about an award show. I don't know any of you. I don't know any, oh, Aesop Science. I know Aesop Science. Jaden Animations. We learned about Jaden Animations from that asexual video. That's true. Trevor Noah, I've heard of. John Oliver, I've heard of. Lily Singh as well. Running pretty low on people I actually know here, though. I know James Charles. Mostly from the accusations. It was a different time, I guess. 2008. Don't know anyone else here. Huh. Well, good times. Yeah. But dislikes, I think, was different, right? We, 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 we knew that mm -hmm. it was going to be controversial. We have to do what is the right thing for the ecosystem as a whole. And I miss so many of the super cringe parts. I don't know. I, maybe it's Friday. It's like it, I, my threshold for cringe is pretty low today. Kind of, kind of, kind of want to de-cringe my life. And running the platform, we have access to data that individual creators may not have. Meaning that we are looking at all the statistics of how the overall platform is performing and using. And we're not just running one experiment. We're running many experiments, and we're actually running it over a period of time. Mm -hmm. And so something like dislikes. We, you know, we ran many experiments on that, and and I understand there were people, you know, many people, and yes, we heard loud and clear why people were unhappy with that decision. But then we also saw the impact that it was having on a lot of new creators, and um, you know, and, and that's bad, right? Like we need to have we need to have and continue to support smaller creators and how they're growing. That's really important for the long term health of our ecosystem. Sure. And so we, for something like that, where we have run many experiments, we have really thought about it and heard from many creators who probably, you know, you're not hearing from um, when we remove the dislike that the creators that were harmed right. by having it, uh, you know, for, for decisions like that, we just, we know it's going to be tough, but we just power through it. So you know it's going to come and you're just like, we'll bear down, maybe screenshot some really funny ones that are like kind of dumb insults about it, move <laughs> on with the day. Uh, well, I mean, we, we do read that. We do yeah, read. I imagine. Okay, just so you know, we do read them. And I, I mean, you laugh or you're like, oh, you're out of pocket with this one. Like people are just going crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, I am always impressed with how creative people are. And, and we and, and we do. In their insults? In their, yes, in many ways. And, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 yeah. and I mean, what I'm doing is I'm reading them to know, is there something here that we haven't thought about? Is there something that we, a position or a concern that we should know about that we don't know about? And mm. if we do, like, I, I want to reconsider. I mean, I'll, I'll use like a, a, a contrast. So the verification launch. I remember this. We took away verification a yes, couple years ago, yeah. and it did not go well. The 100K verification that would that, that creators could get a little check mark. Yes. Yeah. 
so we we took a, we took that away um what? and it did not go well yes and we i know i'm struggling and i'll never reach that 100k on any of the channels the like eight channels i'm running now or whatever but uh it's gone there's no more check marks is there still plaques can i still get the plaque kind of kind of want the plaque you know just just to do drugs on reversed and we changed opinion on that and that was a place where a, we didn't really have a good idea that it was going to be so controversial. And on top of that, when creators started raising their concerns about it, we had a much better understanding of what they were, uh, of the issues that they were raising and, and understood and decided to change course. You know, we want to do the right thing for the community. We're there to be supportive. I mean, that's ultimately what YouTube's about is supporting creators. The plaques are still creators, very much alive. Then so is the dream. Holistically, meaning the whole creator ecosystem. And sometimes you have one part that's loud, but another part that we know is being harmed. And so we are looking across all parts of YouTube to make it a stronger YouTube for the end. That makes sense. Okay. A stronger Hear YouTube for the end. Sure. Maybe no one's come up to you with this idea. Sure. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Okay. I'm some people like dislikes. Some people don't. Yeah. Toggle. Well, the problem with that is that it creates a pressure for the creators to have it on. Because their audience will be like, wow, you don't have dislikes on, you loser. It's, that used, I mean, to, that yes, used that, to be that the way. Be, that That's what it was before. I mean, we spent a lot of time looking at it from lots of different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Cordoon will still dodge the debate, though. Oh, I completely forgot about that. All right, well, there's the goal. There's the goal. Hey, everybody, now's a good time to remind every one of you. If you're not already subscribed to youtube.com slash the surf times, you should be. Go there. Subscribe. Do the thing. And I'll tell you why. If it hits 100,000, apparently the Cordoon said in a tweet that he'll come on the show. So uh, if you want to see the Cordoon appear uh, here magically on the surfs for a couple of questions or two, uh, help. Uh, subscribe to the surfs, uh, you know, like the subscribe to PewDiePie thing, but without the alt writery. Uh, uh, yeah. And it is complicated too when you have too many different choices. I mean, like with any feature, you could be like, oh, why don't you let you know creators choose and have this on and that off and that on and that off. But you know, ultimately, it's a platform, and if there's too much inconsistency in the experience for users, it's also that's also not good. I'm unsub. Like God damn it! No. Toggle, What's wrong with you? Toggle, like toggle. Is it theater mode toggle? And then it's too many toggles, and then everyone's YouTube. Yeah, this has been completely useless so far. I'll be honest with you. It just seems like a fluff piece. Um, when um, Ludwig was talking about uh, the dislikes button. Like I, I, like I don't know why they took that away. I honestly, I mean, you had the power before to turn them off. You know what? If they were going to turn them off, they should actually turn them off. Though it was kind of, it was kind of hollow that you just had the like the reminder that the person like turned off that thing because like it still shows them and you can still kind of even click on them, but it doesn't do anything. And you're just like, oh well, coward! How dare you? I want my dislikes. It's called okay. goose ass. Okay. <laughs> it's it's worth a couple. I would of rather they turn them both it's off. Not, it's yeah, not I, I I don't even understand the point of why why it remained at all. If you're gonna if you're like we don't want people to like feel bad about their uh, you know their vote to dislike ratio. Open C, uh, and this is mine. <laughs> okay. Why did you buy it? Goose ass. Yeah. Oh, I'm a proud owner of goose ass. Why did you buy it? Um, was like eleven thousand dollars, for yeah. example. So we do see many creators engaging in this. Charlie bit my finger. Three hundred K. They deleted it. It's another second example. Yeah. And oh yeah, we're gonna have to switch to the Illuminati soon. This is so boring. I want to hear about the NFTs, just because I'm curious. Shorts monetization. Don't care about that. Ludwig stream. Definitely care about this. How content ID works. No, do you regret signing me? Care about that too. How the algorithm works. Okay, I do want to hear about how the algorithm works. How the switch to YouTube has been. Care about that. How a gift for Susan. Cute. There are many, many more. And if creators are selling their videos as NFTs, then like that's an important form of monetization. And it would not be, it, I, I don't think it would be good if that all happened on another platform mm -hmm. for many reasons. Like A, it's a form of monetization and we want to provide the best monetization to all creators. But the second oh reason is- Oh my God. 
YouTube is doing that. So you can now sell your videos as an NFT hyperlink. Holy fuck. That's wild. That like that is that is gonna change the dynamics so much. Is it is it is it to eat like a clear distinction should be are you selling the copyright or are you just selling the fucking URL? And of course everyone's gonna buy into this. How could you not? Are you gonna be the one fool who sits by and it's like, oh yeah, guess what? H Bomber guy just uh, turned that feature on on uh you know uh one of his uh the on on the vaccine video. And then all of a sudden it's like and, and he made like six hundred extra bucks from that, and then everyone's gonna be like, Oh, okay, well then yeah. Welcome to the grift, Bitcoin bros. You can buy all my videos. It's gonna be great. You can you can buy it all. Um on top of which that will create such a massive influx of people buying into NFTs and the entire cryptocurrency ecosystem. That'll, that'll be like a fucking flood out of nowhere on a massive scale. Dan Olson selling into his NFT video as an NFT. Imagine. And he might do it because it's like a, you, you could potentially make like $10,000 if you do that. You're like, oh, really? Oh, okay. I just have to push one button on my computer and I make a whole bunch of money. Holy fuck. Yeah, this is this is Web 3.0 happening before your very eyes. That we also are in the best position to verify which assets actually belong to which creators. Mm -hmm. So like it would be a problem for you if some other third party site were selling. What whale convinced them? I, I don't even know if you needed a specific whale. I think it was just someone sitting down and being like, here's a potential new revenue stream. Would you like to make, uh, I don't know, between uh, X amount of billion dollars a year extra that you aren't making already? And all you have to do is incorporate and attach your network with the Open Seas network. That very little to do in terms of like you just basically offer people a button they push and then that'll put their videos on the open seas network allowing them to oh man are, are we gonna have cryptocurrency wallets attached to our youtubes like this is actually web 3.0 manifesting in real time your videos without knowing that it belonged to you or you my went, goose ass. yes or your goose ass well your goose ass i don't think is really like i don't think that's really core uh, content that belongs to you, but there. Um, okay. But anyway, even your like, look, if you want to invest in your goose ass, like, <laughs> yeah. then go ahead. Yes, yeah, and okay. we would want to be there to protect you with uh -huh. it. And if you want to sell your goose ass, then like, yes, we'd want to make sure that you are selling it and not someone else is selling it. Sure. And with all the investment that we have from Content ID, we are in the best position to act to know which content belongs to which creators. True. And so it would be a problem if someone else was selling your content. And they would just not have the ability to know what belonged to whom. Mm, so um, you guys are like the people who know everything. So you can also easily facilitate the sale of it. Won't there be mining fees? I, I wouldn't know because it's based on the Ethereum blockchain, right? So the mining is already being done for people who are mining Ethereum. It, it, it just utilizes it. Yeah, and do the right thing for creators because we want to make sure that if it's a if it turns out that this is an important form of monetization, we want to be there to support you and make sure that your content isn't being you know, basically stolen and sold somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing I'd say oh, about it wow. is we do think that NFTs will enable new forms of uh, monetization for creators. So like, for example, we've seen creators, um, like we've seen various musicians and I think that, you know, it can work for creators too, where they will sell um, a few singles initially um, um, with NFTs and various like perks associated with that. I'm sorry, Ludwig, this is nothing personal, but I really don't like that. That, whether that's like additional merch or I don't know um, time or you know side benefits um, as a way of fundraising and, and raising more money for their community mm -hmm. um, and then funding that for an album like Tory Lanez for example did something like that um, that raised hundreds of thousands of dollars mm -hmm. um, so you know we want to we really like if it turns out that NFTs enable new forms uh, for creators to be able to raise money to be able to get paid to have a business then it's important for us to be there and 
like at the end of the day, what YouTube does is like we're a platform that distributes content and does monetization. And if NFTs is an important part of that equation, then we think we should be there. Are you concerned at all about the dumb actors about and the liability need to and know. getting in a Coffeezilla video where he like <laughs> for NFTs and, and that stuff? Is that like a fear? Is that like an internal? I don't think it, it's not like we're afraid of it. It's just that we think it's a it's going to be an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we're, we're like, wouldn't you want us as your platform to be investing in new technologies where we could generate revenue for creators? I am and, a bitter millionaire who's mad at other millionaires for how much millionaires want and how much more they get. And I mm -hmm. always feel like the rich get richer. And I feel like NFTs don't help what I view as the most important thing that you talked about uh -huh. earlier, which is small creators. Yeah. It's usually just for bigger creators to get more money and oftentimes not do the surprisingly base all right well maybe i'm back on team ludwig i'm, I'm flip-flopping of correctly taking care of the community that invests nfts and actually doing the perks uh -huh. instead of just like here's my million and run away with the big money bag but don't you think this could also help small creators i, I would actually argue that NFT <laughs> don't you think this could also help small creators like that's how nfts were pitched it was like this is going to be a beautiful wondrous thing where you know all the digital artists who get taken advantage of online people like you know will underpay them and then be like yeah you can do this job but do it for 10 bucks or just do this job based on speculation or just do this job based on promotion you know i'm i'll promote you so that'll that'll be my pay uh all of a sudden they're gonna have the ability to have these nfts and the nfts will sell in the open market and they'll make lots of money uh and they'll use the power of cryptocurrency for good and it's gonna be wonderful and the whole thing once again like most things in cryptocurrency turns out to be a massive ponzi scheme last man standing where those at the very top with all the power and all the currency are using it to get other people with tons of power and tons of currency to buy and funnel money into and you need a lot of people to funnel real cash into the system so that other people can keep taking out massive amounts you can't get whales taking out billions of dollars if you aren't funneling billions of dollars in small time amounts so if you have some little person who's like i really want to get in on, on the like the craze the nft craze i'm gonna buy uh, a surf video on youtube for a hundred dollars it's so cheap because the surfs are kind of garbage trash so i'll get in at the ground floor and then i'll be able to resell it to someone else well then you're effectively going to get scammed in this process because like i don't know if the value of that is ever going to go up and i mean this for both the surfs videos or for like people who mint nfts in art if it's like yeah this artist uh, has this random NFT. It's like the Squid Goblin. Cool. Uh, I bought it. I bought it for a hundred bucks. Can I resell the Squid Goblin for any money? Do people care about it if there's no speculation? If it's a market driven entirely by speculation and getting people to pour tons of real money into these digital hyperlinks, it's it's ridiculous. And and we're going to it. It's happening. That whole thing that uh, Mooncat was freaking out about, about how like, and I, justifiably, that if this gets to a point where 3.0, Web 3.0 effectively is run by cryptocurrency and the cryptocurrency market, manipulated by the cryptocurrency market as well, and there's like public ledgers of data and information, uh, not in the way that there is now where you're just like an anonymous uh, set of, uh, you know, principles that gets bought out by Cambridge Analytica or something, but there's a public ledger of everything that you think or say or post uh and eventually of your medical records and it becomes something that other people cannot compete with uh realistically so you just have to adopt it it's an adopt or die kind of thing uh that that's horrifying it's 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 such a dystopian future for the internet it's such a 
disgusting example of of capitalism destroying something something that was once like a little bit liberated like the promise of of web 1.0 to web 2.0 where it was like there was going to be user generated content it was the wild west uh you could you could post about anything people were opening up stores people were trying to sell books online and everything to people were giving away information for free and maybe that's just the future we'll have this kind of like uh education is free knowledge is free movies are free music is free we can we can actually digitally replicate things so cheaply that we can give them to everybody and everyone can have access to all this kind of stuff the sum total of human knowledge could be free inside your pocket and we're on our way to doing that moving that into there's going to be a public ledger of everything and the entirety of it is going to be manipulated by the extreme wealth like the extremely rich will manipulate this in any way they see fit they already do it they already do it now so here we go let's incorporate everything that sucks that really fucking sucks and this is like you're witnessing the start of it now Keys can actually help small creators to be able to get started. Um, like we've seen that already with with people with creators and musicians using it as a form of fundraising, and then using that as a way of being able to do additional work. And with oh, they have footage from this. I know that Jordan Peterson was at the Bitcoin conference. I just didn't know that like there's been video released yet. Daddy, daddy, lobster, daddy, unleash lobster, daddy. Man, Glenn Greenwald was at this as well, all cashing in. I'm honestly a little bit surprised by how uncritical he's been at Bitcoin. Unbridled enthusiasm that your new system will not only do the good things you think it will is not wise. He seems like the idea of Bitcoin is a competitive currency amongst many, not a universal standard. Peterson has been rambling about an app he's developing with the Sun called Essay for easily five minutes now. Has nothing to do with crypto. It's a tool for helping you write better. The host is trying to get him off the stage. He won't stop. People are applauding. He's still going. <laughs> I figure this uh, technology conference, I can talk about my new app. It uh, allows you to write. Cool. How's it incorporated with Web 3.0? I don't really know what that means, but there's no cryptocurrency involved. It's just uh, it's going to help you uh, be a better cursive writer. It's like, boo. Boo this man. You know why you're here. <laughs> the room is a little tense as Peterson talks about the irreversible damage Bitcoin could do to the global economic system. <laughs> Can't tell if people are missed. He's not hyping it up. Or if about a thousand people just simultaneously realize that they're actually investing in. Oh my god. Is Peterson being based out of nowhere? What is happening right now? The hero we didn't deserve. The hero we didn't think we needed. And then it along comes Jordan B. Peterson. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry though. This doesn't redeem him. Even even if this is what's going down, it does not in any way redeem him. Just this makes him yes, an accidental troll at best. At best, he's an accidental troll who just showed up. He's an unwilling troll. Okay, he doesn't know that he's actually doing what he's doing. He's a disruptor though. And you know what? I'm 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 here for it. I'm definitely here. <laughs> Jordan Peterson fucking infiltrating the Bitcoin conference and I love how he's like he's lauded as a hero it's like yeah fuck yes lobster daddy bring on lobster daddy it's about fucking time he came he's like I just want to tell you about the irreversible damage that'll come if we all adopt cryptocurrency on a wide scale uh, it still re requires centralized currency to, to, to withdraw so it can never truly be adopted and there's a large amount of people who kind of own the vast majority of it so they manipulate it it's basically like an unregulated wall street 
street in a lot of ways. It's not really tangible. For anything, by the time I'm done this sentence, it'll basically be either uh, extremely valued in value or it'll devalue by an incredible amount. It doesn't really make a lot of sense for transferring money because of that. Because by the time you get the money, it's either worth more or less than what you intended. It's really, really foolish. And like everyone's like, what the fuck? Get him off the stage. What is he, what is he saying? <laughs> Blasphemy. <laughs> Peterson says that a Bitcoin feels like a fairy tale, but also makes him wary. Then said he'd explain what it meant, but then he went on a three-minute tangent about how central planning agencies can't algorithmically determine the nature. <laughs> oh, I was, I was not expecting this, but uh, awesome, awesome. That's uh, that's fantastic. Out of the smart contract stuff, there's potentially a way for creators to have more liquidity where they're only selling. Okay, so NFTs are on YouTube. That sucks. Uh, Ludwig Dream. No, how content I need to regret. How the YouTube algorithm works. You'll never tell us, will you? It's just going to be jokes and memes. This, uh, th this you know, whole thing we have sucks. A, we have, I mean, we use a lot of really, really advanced machine learning to figure out and predict what are the videos that any one user would want to see. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we have probably like billions of you know, pieces of data that we use to try to predict that. And... It isn't like a person in the back end being like, oh, like this gamer's cool. Let's like drive more traffic. Oh no, he said something. Let's like take it away. No, yes. that, that doesn't work this. like that. Yeah. Could I hit you with a couple true falses of the algorithm? Yeah, yeah okay. sure, sure. CTR is important. Probably, yes. The way to think about it is like, if you were a system and you were predicting whether or not a video was gonna be successful and a user would wanna watch it, like would if nobody clicked on the video, probably it's not a very good video or the thumbnail's not very good, but it's not just one factor. Like sure, maybe click through could be infrequent. Click through plus watch time. The user then watches a long video afterwards. So there could be a topic that is really interesting to people. She just said it out loud. a more obscure topic. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I would, I've, I've done a bit of coding. I would just okay. do if Ludwig equal watch. And that's it. That's the whole <laughs> algorithm. But I think you guys well, something deeper. Well, that, that, that would result in a lot of traffic for you for one day. And then... And then the, and then <laughs> yeah, it's a combination of things. It's basically, it's going to promote something that it knows a lot of people who it shares it with are going to click on the thumbnail. So they're going to click on that link. And then how long do they watch it for? When they click on the link, does it keep them captivated or they, do they turn away? Because if they turn away, then it's like, okay, it's not that great. Then the rest of the site would, would crash. <laughs> they would and that is not really, that's not really good for anyone. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. It crashed. That's, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, okay. So click the rate Plus ratio. average view duration. Is important. Um, it varies, like, and it probably will be my answer for everything. Yeah, it varies. Um, because think about it. it for, think about it for shorts. It would be different than it would be for, um, like, our, our regular videos. Yes. But yeah, I mean, we want to look and see how long is the user engaged. Like, if the user watches a video, is there for two seconds and then goes away, then okay, well, it probably wasn't a very, you know, wasn't a, a good video to recommend for sure. the user. If they click the end screen, which recommends another video, that helps the algorithm. It could. could um, you had asked about it. Um, someone told me that you had asked about it in the beginning of the video. So, like, if you put it at the beginning of the video and yeah. the user just like, like sees a video and then clicks and then leaves the video, like our system just says, oh, like that user, users are watching that video and then they're leaving really quickly. Like, why would we recommend a video that everyone's gonna like see for a few seconds and then leave? Mm -hmm. mm, so don't put a card in the front of the video then. Yeah. I put a card every time in the front. Well, like, maybe they'll want to. And now I'm okay. All right, I'm figuring out the tricks yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's. I mean, that's pretty much all I got in the algorithm. I don't really know what I'm doing. Every time I visit Mr. Beast, he. Oh, well, this was a complete and utter waste of time. Uh, I guess that's why she agreed. Remember, it's like, I can't believe you agreed to this. It's like, yeah, you know why she agreed to this. This whole thing is a fluff piece. It's 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 basically just uh, a little bit of free press for, for the YouTube. And uh, great for Ludwig, too, because outside of the fact that I'm sure this one is being voted down a lot, like a lot, uh, he still gets to have the number six video on the network. So that also makes also makes sense, you know? So you've just been listening to an episode of The Surf Times, and if you enjoy it and want to see The Surf Times, you can go to wearesurfs.com or watch the live shows at thesurfs.tv. And also everywhere social media is sold, basically thesurfs.tv, you'll find us there.
twitter.com slash TheSurfsTV, for example. It would also help us out tremendously if you could leave a good review of this podcast if you enjoyed it, either on, I don't know, iTunes or wherever you're podcasting. Apparently it does help, and yeah, we hope to see you soon. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Just, we beseech thee to smite down our enemies. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your humble court jesters, here to amuse you. To our lords, Trevor R., we give thanks for this spit of land for us to eke out this meager existence. To our knights, Merid, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Ellie Leslie, Alex P., Brandon, Words Greenwood, Nate, that one guy, Hagbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Daniel Sutton, Coulter Smith, Val 9000, Jenna Tall, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, The Tim Caucus, Multimondi, Trevor Yanis, Lemmy101, Anthropophojack, CERN42, Catherine, Radical Maniac, Ramon Acosta, Nkosin, Violent Orchard, Sophie Baby, Political Puppy, Andreas Chiringuito, Zach Christensen, Josh Mickelson, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We raise our flag in a veil, and we salute you, our friends.